0: This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for The Breakfast Show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio
1: app.
2: And I'm Shell Southwell. And
1: I'm Gemma Chapman.
2: And I'm Mackenzie McGrath. And we are your hosts for today for the live segments of the show on The Breakfast Show. Thanks for joining us. Um, we have been going through our quiz, and we are on the third. The, well, third fourth easiest, clue? I third guess clue. the fourth clue. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it on this one, Mackenzie, you will get it on the next one. The next one's a dead giveaway. Okay, it's that's a pun, by the way. Yeah. You'll laugh later once you know why. But <laughs> <Well>, this one. <laughs> Okay, the chapter in both Matthew and Luke that records Christ's temptation in the desert.
1: Oh, yeah. I got it. Because you
3: know the answer, I know you're like, oh, yeah, I know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know exactly what chapter that is. (laughs) Okay,
2: we're going to do a pre-recorded segment of The Encounter for you today. It um, is from last year, but a really... Good one that you'll
0: enjoy. The Breakfast Show, bits you may have missed. Welcome back. This is our Encounter with God, and we are studying the change of the law this week. Mm-hmm. So join us every morning on Encounter with God, where you can join in with twenty other million with, with 20 million other people, I should say, mm-hmm. who are all studying the same, same subject together. Join a movement of faith as we study the Bible together.
4: So we all have a. Just to explain how that works, I'm sure some people are quite confused. How Are you all doing the same study at the same time? It's actually very easy. So we have a book. It's a more like a booklet, I suppose. This um, study guide. Yeah, there's the four. Four of them come out a year, so they come out quarterly, I suppose you could say, and uh, and you can pick one up. Um, from Better Books and Food or your local Adventures bookstore, uh, book center, ABC. And, uh, or you can probably order them online. And, um, yeah, and then every- actually, actually,
0: you can read them online.
4: You can read them online. Download we need to, we need to put
0: the- We'll put the link up on our yeah, Facebook. Yeah,
4: we'll put the page. link up on the Facebook. So you can- You can, uh, just, um, download it or you can, um, um, get a copy of the book and then just follow along. And every day, it's separated into uh, a little portion of study. So you have one page a day and you just go through it, uh, through the whole week. And it's a really wonderful way to, collectively study the same topic. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the new Bible study we have this week. So we have the change of the law.
0: All right. So let's go to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 7 where we left off last week. We were reading. In fact, we're going to read verse 6 and 7 because this is a description right here of the everlasting gospel. So, just flicking over there to the book of Revelation, favorite book in the Bible, and verse 6 and 7. We'll start with verse 6 for us, please.
4: Okay, Revelation chapter 14, so we'll A bit of a, bit of a
0: review from last week coming up.
4: And I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who bring to the, this world to every nation, tribe, language, and people.
0: And I should state that if you are listening to this and going, wait a minute, that was yesterday, not that last week, that's because you're listening to the to the delayed broadcast and you need to get with the times. Jump on faithfm.com.au or grab the TuneIn app on your mobile device and listen to us online where you can listen to the live show and it is just so much better.
4: So much better. You can actually, like, you know, call in, get the prize, get the free giveaway at the end of the show. It's a, it's a good habit to start jumping on the live show.
0: Okay, so where were we up to there, Mon? Um, the everlasting good news I think you read about, it. is that yes, right? Yes,
4: the everlasting good news is being proclaimed to the people who belong to this world, every nation, tribe, language, and
0: people. Now, of course, in my translation, it calls it the everlasting gospel. Oh.
4: Why does,
0: it, why does yours say good news and why mine say gospel? Uh,
4: two different translations, even though good news and gospel mean the same thing. Well, gospel exactly. means good news. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when, that's the, the, and, and, of course, I think your translation is uh, obviously reaching out to a market that is not up to date, I guess, with Christianese.
4: <laughs> Christianese, I like
0: that. Our, 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 the language that Christians have, because Christians talk about the gospel all the time, and non-Christians go, what on earth is that word? What does that mean? <laughs> and so these guys are like, well, it means good news, so we'll just write good news.
4: So gospel means good news.
0: Why is it called the everlasting gospel?
4: Well, it's not about to run out, is it?
0: No, that's right. (laughs) It's going to be going forever. Absolutely. All right. So, the everlasting gospel. Read for us the first couple of lines of verse seven.
4: Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him.
0: Okay. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. Notice in verse six, he has the everlasting gospel, and now he shouts it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mine says uh, in the end of verse six, mine says, uh, "Where I'm going to look at the wrong chapter here." Uh, Mine says, he has the everlasting gospel to give to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him.
4: For the time has come when he shall sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water.
0: Thank you. So we went through this particular message in detail last week. Mm -hmm. Not yesterday, Mm -hmm. but last week. Um, So, yeah. Um, And in going through it in detail last week, we noted a whole bunch of different things, but we came down to this last section of it and we had to rush over a little bit. So I want to go back to it and look at it again. It talks about worship him who did what?
4: Who created.
0: And what did he create?
4: The heavens, the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water.
0: Okay, so this is one of a number of places in the book of Revelation where the book of Revelation quotes from the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and quotes from a specific place in the Old Testament. Whereabouts is it quoting from in the Old Testament here?
4: Well, it sounds like he's um, quoting creation, which is in Genesis,
0: right? Yes, but that creation story is told using the same language as Revelation in the book of Exodus. So we go to the book of Exodus and we go to, because this is a particular reference to something very, very specific. And if we don't get what it's specifically referencing, then we'll miss the... Uh, the power of this particular passage. Okay, verse uh, chapter twenty and verse twelve.
4: I knew you were going. Sorry, there.
0: verse
4: eleven. <laughs> okay, Exodus twenty, verse eleven. Says, if I can find it, for in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day He rested. This is why the Lord blessed the seventh day and set it apart as holy.
0: There you go. Okay, so Revelation chapter fourteen makes reference to a number of things in the everlasting gospel that goes to the whole world at the end of times. It it mentions fear God, in other words, honor God. It mentions give glory to him. And, and fearing and honouring God really is um, respecting is respecting him, mm-hmm. and, and we do it by giving our lives to him. Mm-hmm. Um, giving glory to God refers to how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. So we give our life to God, and then we live our life to his glory and honour. Then it references the fact that the judgment has already begun. That indicates that the return of Christ is going to be something that is going to take place very, very soon.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Then it goes on to reference the Sabbath commandment. To worship God as Creator, and specifically quotes the fourth commandment. Mm-hmm. So, what does the fourth commandment have to do with creation, Mon?
4: Well, it's about keeping the Sabbath, and the Sabbath was at the end of creation. It was, um, you know, a, a day of rest from mm-hmm. the work of creation, mm-hmm. and a memorial um, of the fact that God is a Creator God. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, uh, go back to verse eight. What does what does verse eight say there?
4: Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it
0: holy. Why do you think God says remember right here?
4: Because it's important not to forget it? Yeah. And mm. why would it
0: be important not to forget that God is our creator?
4: Because well, it, it's the linchpin of our whole life. Yeah. If, you think you, about, yeah, yeah.
0: if you think about this, the biggest thing that drives mental illness in our world is lack of meaning. Mm. And it has been the concept of atheism. And evolution that has created lack of meaning in life. Mm -hmm. If you are simply a chemical composition that came about by accident and that one day will, you know, the chemicals in your body will change format and uh, into another format and you will, you know, be gone, and who are you? You You're actually nobody. You're nothing. You are not relevant. You are not important. Um, You are no one. If, on the other hand, you are the personal creation of God. That God actually looked down on this earth and said, "Yes, I want to spend eternity with the rest of that person, with with the rest of eternity with that person." Then suddenly, that makes you incredibly important.
4: Mm. And it's it's so true. I I just, I was just thinking there, Lyle. You know, so often when I hear um, of people who end their own lives. Um, so so often, um, if they've left like a note or or, or something, it's always it seems to mention a lack of purpose, a lack of knowing why they're here. Um, I'm sure you, you heard recently that uh, um, Avicii, who is a, a famous um, a DJ music producer, um, he killed himself just. Uh, a few weeks ago mm. and uh, and in in his in his farewell note he he just couldn't figure out why he was here and what the purpose was so it is very sad but it is also really important to know that we do have a creator you're listening to faith fm positively different radio
0: Yeah, it makes such a difference
4: mm, having a creator creator gives you purpose and direction
0: absolutely And somebody that you can look up to, somebody that cares for you, somebody that is looking out for you, somebody that you can worship, Mm. um, somebody that you can follow, somebody that you you know, somebody that can show you what morality is and where happiness is going to be found. Because we
4: often think that our purpose and our meaning is bound up in our careers. But if you look at Avicii, he was, you know, the most famous uh, and successful DJ um, of right now.
0: Absolutely. And he
4: still, you know, couldn't find purpose, couldn't find meaning. So,
0: And look at how many people have reached the top of their careers and gone as far as they, you know, as they can go, and yet they found no purpose, no meaning. They may not have gone as far as Avicii did, but are uh, certainly dealing with depression, with um, drug abuse, mm-hmm. with you know, so many other issues in their life that are pulling their life apart.
4: Just Even just reckless behavior from the whole, like, what's the point? There is no point, so who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. And yet God gave us the solution so long ago when he said, remember Remember. the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as Christians, this, out of all of the commandments, this is the one that we have forgotten. This is the one that we think about the very least, you know, if you ask a Christian, quote me some of the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. they're going to say, you know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, don't have any other gods before me. And that's about as far as the average Christian can get in quoting the Ten Commandments.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: They will never quote this one because, and this is the one that God specifically said, don't forget this one.
4: It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like the devil's
0: purposely worked it out that way too. Yeah, you think about this, you think about this. God, God's, and, I've, and I've used this illustration on radio before. I'll use it again. On our world, God has driven a bullseye mm-hmm. to direct our attention to what he considers to be most important, most holy, um, and something that he really doesn't want us to ever forget. Mm-hmm. Because a bullseye focus your, focuses your attention, right? Mm-hmm. It all points to the center. Yep. And so in our world, we have the Holy Land. Where's that?
4: Uh, it's over in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is in the Holy Land. Middle East, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mon,
0: you're a traveler. I know your geography is better than this. It is called Israel.
4: Look, I have a floor, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's your excuse.
0: <laughs> All right. So the Holy Land is in Israel, and in Israel you have the Holy City. What's that called? Jerusalem. Okay, and in the Holy City you have the Holy Mountain. What's that called? Mount Moriah. That's the one. And on Mount Moriah you have the holy temple, and in the mm-hmm. holy temple you have a courtyard and then a holy place and then a most holy place. And then the centerpiece of the most holy place is they the holy arc? ark of God.
4: Oh, okay.
0: And the centerpiece of the holy ark of God is, is the t- holy t- law of God, mm-hmm. and the centerpiece of the law of God is the fourth commandment, the Sabbath.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Right there in the centre. God is drawing a bullseye and saying, look, this is what I want you to remember because I always want you to remember that you did not come about by accident. You are not just random chance that you existed. You are the personal, individual creation of God and you are of infinite worth. Mm. That's the whole purpose of the Sabbath commandment. And He's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Just so that you don't ever forget this, I'm going to give you a public holiday. Thinking that, as humans... We would value a public holiday, right? Mm, mm. And then he goes, "I'm not going to be stingy like the Australian government and give you a public holiday, you know, once or twice a year, even though we do live in the land of the long weekend where we have a few more than other countries." Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "I'm going to give you a public public holiday every week, once a week, a whole public holiday."
4: The nice way of thinking about God.
0: Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. God, God, God's like I'm. Gonna, I'm just going to go way all out of my way to give you a public holiday once a week to remember me and to remember the fact that I'm your creator, and that you are not there by chance. That you are my personal, individual creation. That's how much I love you. And yet. What do we do Oh no don't want, don't want anything to do with that think about how much we value Anzac Day and Australia Day and mm, Queen's birthday mm-hmm. and you know all of that. I was like yes I've got a day off yeah and God comes to remember the Sabbath day to keep it whole and it's like no
4: yeah give me some old what's work. with that I know it's
0: crazy please somebody explain that.
4: I guess that's the origin of the weekend is it's actually a public holiday given to us by God. Of course instead, it's a public
0: holiday given yeah, to us by God.
4: And said we've, for, we've forgotten what it's all about and you know, so often we decide we want to go to work or, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the day was given to us uh, by, the, cycle, by the, the, the earth rotating on its axis. Mm-hmm. The month was given us to us by the cycle of the moon. Mm-hmm. The year was given to us by the cycle of the, sun, uh, the, the, the earth around the sun.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: The weekend was given to us. By God,
4: yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing else. No physical nature. It was phenomenon. given to
0: us by God. Yeah, and everybody observes it globally mm-hmm. and have forgotten the God who gave it to us.
4: And I think it's also important for our health to observe it because, I mean, you look at all those cultures who have tried to enforce different l- lengths of week, like the 10-week, ten 10-day ten yes. week and yes. all that kind of nonsense. And it's, it's
0: actually, you know, it's, uh, it was on this day in 17-something or other mm-hmm. that, uh, and forgive my French um, pronunciation, um, Robespierre, somebody... Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Invented the cult of the divine being... Oh. To replace the cult of reason, because the cult of reason had come along, and outlawed God. Oh, you know that's smart. The French government can outlaw God. So they outlawed God. <laughs> they outlawed religion. And we're going to follow reason. They, they started the the cult of reason, mm-hmm. and at least you know they were at least honest enough to admit that it was a form of religion. And of course, because they wanted to get rid of everything that had any relationship to religion whatsoever at all, they created a metric week. A 10-day week.
4: Metric week.
0: Yes. They created the met- – <laughs> You know, uh, we have to be everlastingly thankful to the, to the French. Um, and some of the things that came out of the French Revolution, such as the metric system, uh-huh. they invented the metric system of measurement because feet and inches is based on the Babylonian religious system of worshipping the number six.
4: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yes. And, of course, the week was based on the Judeo-Christian system of worshipping God. Mm-hmm. And so they created the metric system, which is actually a much better system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the metric metric week. So the Babylonian system, yes. Feet and inches, gone. No problem whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. Piece of cake. And now the whole world is metric except for the United States, England, and I think Angola or somewhere. Somewhere. Can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, and uh, great system. So the Babylonian system, yeah, gone. Piece of cake. When they tried to get rid of God's system, mm-hmm. the seven day week, it failed. It brought utter exhaustion on the entire nation. Wow. And the entire nation just backlashed against it and they went back to the Christian system of a Christian week.
4: I wonder how many people out there have known or realized or only just finding out now that the way we observe our week, seven days, and it has a weekend,
0: is That's from the Bible. God's public holiday. Mm. It's from the Ten Commandments. You don't find it anywhere else. It it's doesn't come from nature, it, and it is universal.
4: Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely universal. Everywhere you go, they have a seven-day week and a weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. And not only is it universal – But it was universal across religions and cultures and, um, you know, throughout the ancient world. Languages. There are over 150 different ancient languages in which the word for the seventh day of the week is the word Sabbath. Did you know that? No. So somebody, oh, this is just a Jewish thing. No, 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 no. This was global. And so, typically in ancient languages, the days were the days were named like this. They mm-hmm. were named the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, and Sabbath day. That's how the that were, those were the names for the days of the week in wow. ancient cultures.
4: Yeah, if you think about it, even now languages like Spanish, it's sábado.
0: All of your um, Romance languages, yeah, uh, call it the Sabbath. Yeah, right. Spanish, Italian, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Romanian. Um, yeah, I all call it the Sabbath, all of your Arabic languages, um, you had know, Aramaic base to them. Um, yeah, lots and lots of those ancient languages. That's what it's called.
4: Did you have any idea that the that the weekend is actually an institute from God observing creation? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We can have a chat about it. Um, but like, I do want to ask you, it does say here on our next page of our study, it does say the promise... Is there some sort of promise attached to this?
0: Yes, there is. Uh, the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day, and to, to, to worship God on the Sabbath day. And, mm-hmm. of course, uh, there is a promise that if we remember God on the Sabbath day, that there are blessings for us. There is a blessing because God blessed the seventh day. Mm-hmm. He didn't bless any other day. Mm. You cannot get that blessing from anywhere other than where God placed it. It's that simple.
4: Let's find out more about that. Promise just after this song.
5: patient ways keeping the Sabbath
2: Before we get into the um, back to encounter with god with Lilan mon and um, the changing of the law we will just give you another clue for the quiz you and mackenzie has figured it out i've got it she got it after the last one but we still don't have anybody who's got it right who's called called in or texted so please Feel free to do so if you know the answer. And this one, we just be have a to recap, recap on the
1: joke that you made before because I was yes, holding right. on to it to try and remember. <laughs> yep.
2: So, so this one should be a dead giveaway because okay. it's the number of days Lazarus was in the tomb.
6: Oh, uh, nice! Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, that's funny.
7: That's yeah,
2: yeah, that's good. Okay, um, so before Jesus raised him. Back to life. How many days was he dead?
1: So it's a number, guys. It You're is trying a number. to come up with a number.
2: So, so, what have been some of the other clues so far? So, the other clues were Revelation 9 tells of this number of angels bound at the great river Euphrates, prepared to kill one third of mankind. And the number is also the number of sons born to David by Bathsheba. Um, and a, a little. uh. Uh, preview. Our question of today has something to do with that particular story as well. Mm. Um, One of the other clues is Jesus had this many half-brothers. And the chapter in both Matthew and Luke that records Christ's temptation in the desert. Mm. So what number is that? Please contact us and let us know. Okay, we have a little promo that we want to do for you real quick. Mackenzie's going to just share with
3: you. If you want to find answers on how to detox, slim down, find balance in life, and manage stress, come and experience a -a one-of-a-kind pop-up health retreat designed to improve the quality of your life. Our team of qualified health medical professionals review your health medical history activity levels eating habits sleep patterns and stress levels in order to create your personalized lifestyle prescription so there's a health retreat that's going on um, at the stewart's point convention center from the november the 24th to the 1st of december this year it's 1595 dollars and if you want more information on that the website is sozohealth.com.au um, or you can contact us here. Or you can contact us here at 1-800-FAITH-FM or 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us at 0491-064-669 and we can give you more information on that. So that's that. a Sozo week-long health retreat. Health
2: retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds amazing. Okay, we are going to just join back up now with um, Lyle and Mont giving the Encounters segment on um, the changing of the law.
0: And we are back with our Bible study. And this time we're going to go to Romans chapter 7. Mm. So, Mon, why don't you take us to Romans 7? And there's an interesting passage here from. And and, and you read this passage, it almost sounds a bit discouraging. Okay. Until you get to chapter 8 and verse 1. (laughs) All right. So, we'll start in Romans chapter 7 and verse 15.
4: Okay. Romans 7 and verse 15. I really, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the, Lord is, the law is good. For I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what is wrong, but I I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. And if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am! Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death?
0: Okay, stop right there. Mm. Did I tell you this would be a really discouraging yeah, passage?
4: Yeah, it's it's such a. I feel I feel like <laughs> oh my goodness, this is like my soul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so you've got a you've got a passage here where Paul is is like, what do I do? Mm. You know, he describes this situation where he is a slave, mm-hmm. and he is not a slave to God; he is a slave to sin. Mm. And it's just tearing him apart because he wants to be a slave to God, but he can't figure out how. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, oh, you know, whenever I try and do the right thing, I end up doing the wrong thing. And whenever, you know, and he's just like, "What oh, is on earth is he, struggling. Yeah, he's, he's struggling. It is super discouraging, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Who will be able to free me from the, um, yeah, the, um, the life? The body of this death, mine says. Mm-hmm. Mine says, oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? This is a pretty strong statement right there, Uh isn't it?
4: And I feel like anyone who's ever tried to give up something or tried to go on on a diet or something or some sort of new regime or or made like a uh, New Year's resolution knows
0: what this feels like. Absolutely.
4: Knows exactly. You know what
0: you want to do, but don't do it anyway. (laughs) Okay, so is there someone who can set him free? That is the question. And the answer is found in verse 25.
4: Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ okay, our stop Lord. Stop right there. Isn't that good news?
0: <laughs> that is very good. If news. the Bible had stopped with the previous verse, we would have been left Devastate. without hope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But we have hope. Okay. That's true. Verse twenty five again.
4: Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind I really want to obey God's Lord but law. But because of my sinful nature I am a slave to sin.
0: Okay, now we come to the promise, which is in chapter 8 and verse 1.
4: So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because, do you want me to keep going?
0: Yeah, uh, well, mine keeps going from there.
4: Oh, mine doesn't. What does yours say?
0: Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit.
4: Hmm, okay. Do yours stop? Yeah, mine stops right there. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is the best part
0: of it because okay. Let me read here. There is now, there is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so Paul here draws this contrast between walking after the flesh and walking after the spirit, and he invites us, <coughs> excuse me, to walk after the spirit—a uh, life in which there is no condemnation, in which God is not, you know. Ever going to find fault with us because we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ?
4: Mm. I think you see, it's definitely a wonderful verse, and it really does describe uh, the human condition. It describes us so well. You know, I was thinking about—it's so true. Like, I'm doing this 30-day juice fast, and I'm trying really hard, you know, to not give in to temptation. And sometimes the only way that I can do it is by is by asking God to help me, asking Jesus to help me. So, yeah. I,
0: I, How many days in are you now? I
4: think I have. Two days left.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you super excited about, or have you got past the point of? No, because
4: I've already made a decision. <laughs> so I, I, I'm actually doing this to help out a friend. Really, she's doing sixty days, and I started oh, okay. doing thirty days, so, so, uh, <sighs> and. uh and now that I'm at almost 30, I feel like a bit of a half time supporter. So, I have a feeling that I'm just going to keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, don't, don't go too far. We don't want you to fade away nah, to a shadow.
4: Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really feel like that excited at all about finishing because I feel like I might only just be halfway. <laughs>
0: um, how's your friend going?
4: Yeah, I, I, I think she's doing fine. I think yep. she's doing fine. Yeah. I she has know. some serious health issues. And so, this is really benefiting her with those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes like the smell of some food, I just got to take my mind to Jesus.
0: <laughs> have you found that, uh, have, do you think you've reached that point yet where you're like, yeah, I'm over food. I, I'm happy to stay on juice for the rest of my life.
4: No, I'm even contemplating may- maybe having a couple of days break and then getting back into it because like
0: literally. Do you think you could do that though?
4: Yeah, but, but not eating like, as long as I don't eat those addictive junk food items.
0: You're going to have to ease yourself back into this, right?
4: Yeah, but do you, do you know what I really just want to eat? <laughs> Porridge. <laughs> I just want some porridge.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's actually would be a good way to, to ease back into food because yeah. it's very easy on the digestion.
4: Yeah, exactly. It, the, this is the cool thing about doing a juice fast is at the end of it, you don't crave chocolate, you don't crave chips. You crave carrots and lettuce. Like I would just love some porridge and lettuce. Those are the two things I'm really looking forward to, <laughs> porridge and lettuce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, in two days' time, I'm going to turn up here for the <laughs> breakfast show and I'll have a large bowl of hot porridge. Porridge mixed with <laughs> Not letters. together, not
4: together, Lyle. Separately, come on now. <laughs> but yeah, but pr- praying has been a massive part of this juice fast because I, I know exactly how Paul's feels when you know, he's like trapped in this body that wants to do the wrong thing. Even though you fully acknowledge, you have a full mental acknowledgement of what you want to do and who you want to be, mm-hmm. and yet you just keep making the wrong decision. So prayer is the only way that I've been able to get through that. mm,
0: mm. Anyway. Okay, so we were looking at this passage here. We we're particularly looking at this uh, uh, contrast. You've got, you know, if we look in verse seventeen, there for the scripture. Oops, that's the wrong ver- the wrong one. Seven, verse seventeen. For now, it is it is no more I that do it, but sin that lives in me. How do you get the sin out of you? It's by the power of Jesus Christ. Mm. There is no condemnation to those who live in Christ Jesus. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine.
8: Took six days and created earth and moon and stars. This world Feel the fury of the rabbis, for he would not hear. consecrated yeah, yeah. and
0: Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage
6: growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school
0: term from 9.30 till 11.00 a.m. at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wondon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us.
4: <laughs> Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you?
8: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively
4: Different Radio.
6: Jesus scatters the seeds of His kingdom For and wide He announces new birth By the Lord of creation and making new Every inch of the growing Like the smallest of seeds In the winter Is the kingdom of God As its song But the powers of hell Shall again still fail When the kingdom of God is gone Lord, we wait His kingdom in the hearts of the poor and the weak He declares to the captives I bring good news You shall be mighty hosts of strength Though we wait for the Lord We really long And behold, on the banks grows a tree of life Where the nations are healed and restored Though we wait for the Lord of the harvest And we long for our King to appear now in our hearts, by the Spirit's power, the kingdom of
5: God is near.
2: That was Wendell Kimbrew singing um, The Seeds of the Kingdom. And that song sort of makes me long for Thanksgiving next month. I'm looking forward to. it. Anyway, but, but um, uh, we do not have another quiz clue because it has been snapped up. Woo-hoo! Um What was the answer? It was four. The number. Four. The number four was the answer, and Michael from Kernbong has got that correct. And we'll be receiving that. So congratulations, Michael. Um, Okay, question of the day. We have a really heavy question today. Very Mm. heavy one. Um, Okay, so this question has been floating around quite a bit of late, and so it is um, a question of interest at the moment. Um, And the question is this. Did David rape Bathsheba?
1: Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm -hmm.
5: That is
3: a heavy and difficult question. Yeah. There's lots of different opinions on it. Well, yeah. I guess there's mainly two sides, so two opinions on it. Yeah. Okay,
2: and Gemma, you've got some uh, Bible to share with us on yeah, the, uh, to, that'll general, help us out?
1: Just some general context of the story. So before yep. we even attempt to start answering this, we need to read what the Bible says. Um, so the story of... Um, David and Bathsheba is found in 2 Samuel chapter 11. So if you're listening and you want to follow along, 2 Samuel chapter 11, starting in verse 2. And basically the story is talking about um, David uh, awakes in his house, in his bed, um, and he looks out and he sees a woman bathing on the roof. Um, And it's a very beautiful woman. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and he's told that this woman's name is Bathsheba. And David says, okay, she's very beautiful. I want her. So he sends out people to go and get her and bring her to him. So she comes to see him. And then in verse four, oh, sorry, verse five, it just says, and the woman conceived. And that's it. So in the context, the context of what the Bible actually says does not give us very much on what happened. Like when she was summoned to see David, was she excited to see the king or was she was she frightened? Like, did she know exactly what was happening? But we do know that she was, you know, bathing naked on the roof. So then that kind of brings up the question, well, was she a temptress? Was she tempting David? Like, did she know that David could see her bathing naked on the roof?
3: Or was the roof a more private place to bathe? Because... Who knows like maybe like the only building that was taller it would was have been her house. It was her yeah. Roof. yeah, but yep. like maybe that's the only well. building that was taller could have been the palace. So like for other people maybe she wasn't thinking about the palace, maybe she was just like, "Oh, it's a private place. No one can see yeah, above my roof." Yeah, this is my, my house, roof. my this roof. My if house.
1: I want to take a bath, I'm going to take a bath on my roof. Mhm.
3: So. Yeah, no, that's right. And the
2: Bible does not call her a temptress. It does not give put any blame upon her, does it? No. no. But it doesn't um uh or they really say that he forced this to happen. But, either, yeah, but, the Bible doesn't say either way. Yeah, I think that uh, doesn't like say. We, we like, were discussing say, during yeah. the break. Yeah, that um, you know the difference. You know, he was a man of power, so so is it a power rape situation where she just felt like she couldn't say no, mm. or um, and and if that it was the case, is that really his? I mean, the whole thing was adultery on his part anyway, so mm. it still is his fault. But um, For where
1: rape is concerned, is but, it actually but, yeah. his fault if he was did, under did, the impression that she right. was interested? Because if right. she didn't specifically struggle or say no or you know, make it clear that she wasn't interested, if she just went along with it because, oh, he's the king, then yeah, how could he right. have known?
2: That's right. And we were also discussing, too, about how it, it seems to be harder to accept David the rapist than it does David... The murderer. Yeah, we're
1: all happy to say, oh yeah, he's an absolute murderer, sure, we're happy to agree with that. But when it comes to whether or not he raped her, that's struck up a little bit of controversy.
2: That's correct, yes. But we do know that either way, if, what, what, whatever the scenario is, that um, the end result is that he's neither of those things. Mm. Because he is a man after God's own heart. He repented, he was forgiven, and he wrote um, Psalms 51? 51, which is just... An amazing passage, which just gives us—do we have that up? Um, yes. Just I gives have us it. great um, hope uh, for any any little any little sin, any huge sin that we ourselves have committed, that it can be forgiven. Have
1: mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Psalm 51, such a beautiful passage.
3: And it's it's always refreshing to know that God doesn't define us by the sins we have committed. Mm. That that's he just right. sees us as a child of his. Okay, well, that, that's all we have
2: time for. But thank you, ladies. And this next song is Nothing But the Blood. One, two. is Thank you for joining us, everybody, today. Um, We have come to the end of our show. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: And we've had fun, and I think you might have the same team tomorrow. If Lawson's still not well, Mm. we'll we'll be back to join you again tomorrow. Um, But we have come to the giveaway segment of our show, and we have a little book here for you,
1: Gemma. Tell us all about it. So the book we have today is from actually going to be very helpful. The study that we did today was on discovering the truth about the Sabbath. And the book that we have for you guys today is called Discovering the Lost Sabbath Truth. Now, this is an awesome little book, definitely going to be relevant and helpful for you guys. So if you would like to get your hands on this little book, absolutely free, give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And if you give us a call, you will get this book. First caller through. First caller through. So you better be quick. Jump on your phones. Give us a call.
2: Yep. Okay, thank you all for joining us and we will see you back here tomorrow. Please remember to keep us in your prayers. The, the meeting on the 29th is coming up very in Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep, so very um, soon. Stay with us and uh, keep keep praying that all goes well for that. And yeah, we will keep you updated with what is happening. So hopefully by the 30th, the the day after, we will have some news for you. Some good news, hopefully, we're praying. And um, we look forward to finding out. So um, thanks for joining us and have a blessed day.
7: outpour, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse with Him. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. is